0: Alright, we are live. This is uh, Divi Chat, episode number 40, the big, the big 4-0. All right. we, we, were, we were just talking with Tim about how sorry we feel for him reaching his late 20s. <laughs> almost almost going to be 30.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, uh, so uh, today's topic is going to be uh, managing multiple Divi web design projects. And uh, we'll go ahead and kind of introduce you to, to Divi Chat, and introduce you to our guests. Uh, Divi Chat is a show where each week some of the brightest Divi minds from around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise running their businesses and developing websites on WordPress and Divi. So, um, yeah, we we all enjoy uh, getting together here and and talking shop, and hopefully we uh, make sense to people out there listening and uh, inspire them and get their creative juices flowing. Uh, So uh, let's go ahead and introduce our panel here. Uh, we will start with uh, Mr. Gino.
2: Right on. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Divi Chat. Gino Quidos here of Monterey Premier. And if you want to connect, hit me up on Twitter at G-E-N-O-Q.
0: All right. And Jerry.
2: All right. I am uh,
1: Gino's servant, and uh, he brings me <laughs> along for the ride. Uh, coming from Southern California, you can find me at MontereyPremier.com or uh, Jerry at WebsiteJedi.Tech. Tech.
0: Olga.
3: Oh, hi, guys. Olga Samahe is here coming at you from Australia, and um, I'm a designer at Infinite Imagination Web Design. You can find me on my website, infiniteimagination.com.au. Thank you.
0: All right, Mr. Streifler. Hey
4: everybody. Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from Austin, Texas, and you can find me online at divilife.com and timstreifler.com.
0: All right. Thanks, Tim. And my name is Corey Jenkins. Uh, I am with uh, Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. I am a WordPress developer, kind of, kind of a little bit of everything. Uh, blogger sometimes when I have enough time. And uh, every now and then I get to facilitate this awesome show when uh, when David's gone and everybody else is kind of kind of busy. <laughs> so uh, welcome everybody. Thanks for coming on. Uh, as mentioned previously, today's topic is Managing Multiple Divi Web Design Projects. So I know we all have our own uh, takes on this subject. I think it's a, as stressful as it can be at times to take on multiple projects. It's a necessary evil for us uh, freelancers and solopreneurs to keep, to keep the money flowing in. Uh, I know that we all have our different tools and tactics uh, that, that we use to manage multiple um, web design projects at one time. Uh, so let's kind of let's kind of start off on a fun note. What are the most uh, what's the most like web design projects you've ever had going at like one one time?
2: Who wants to start on that? Hmm. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll jump in there. Uh, so I would say probably when things are busiest, we might have about five or six projects going on at once. Uh, We try to not take on any more than that. Um, And typically, um, that's about all we could handle at one given time uh, right about now. So uh, some months we don't have that many going on at the same time. And there are some months where we have you know, five big builds going on, plus little things coming in from our ongoing clients. So uh, yeah, things get a little bit tricky and and, uh, things can get left behind, but that's about our comfort level and that's about when uh, I have to get back to work and help Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for me, uh,
4: similar, the most is six and that was um, the end of the year. So end of December going into the new year, I just got like slammed with um, people wanting new websites. Um, My theory is, you know, people start thinking about the new year, want to start planning for, you know, 2017 and, um, you know, how they're going to market their business, blah, blah, blah. And so I had, yeah, I basically, because normally I'll have like several different projects in different stages, but this was the one time where I got like a bunch that were like all starting at the same time. Um, Luckily some were, you know, bigger projects that, Uh, involved a lot more content from the client. And so that kind of bought me some time uh, to be able to finish up the other ones. But yeah, six has been the max. Normally it's like three or four at the very most.
1: Yeah. To jump on that same thing with us, I I would say, you know, Gina says five or six, but those are all in different phases of the development process. And so um, it, you know, I think, I mean, On one day, I can only really handle one or two projects, really, you know what I mean, if if we're in the middle of a full build, um, because you can only And and focus on (laughs) so much in one day. Uh, But, you know, the the process and the flow of uh, developing a site uh, really plays a big part in how many you can manage. And uh, I think that that is more what this conversation today will be about is, you know, managing that process more than, you know, actually doing the work of building the sites. Okay. Well,
3: um, I think the most projects that I actually had going at once was about four, but also have a few clients that I maintain their websites and uh, I maintained con- like changing content on their websites. So usually every week I get a few little jobs that takes only like two, three hours that I have to kind of get straight away. So uh, I think that time when I had four projects going on, plus all these things bombarding with small jobs, I realized that that's far too much for me to handle. So comfortably, I work usually on two, three projects at once. Two is ideal, but three is fine. And then I always have this little request to you know to change this, change that. So yeah, two, three is really works um, great. And I can talk later about how I actually do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes those like little requests end up taking a lot more time than you expect. Somebody's like, hey, can you you know change this functionality to do this? And you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna jump in here. It'll take me an hour, and before you know it, you know, you're like half a day in on this like little little thing that you didn't quite expect. So it can it can throw your uh, throw your, your day off. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, I, th- I think we're probably about in line with, with everybody else. I mean, probably the most we have going at any given time is uh, five to six websites, and uh, you know, we, we have a, a fairly decent sized team. But there's, there's only so much you can take on at once and, and handle client requests and, and meet deadlines. We really want to make sure that we don't overexert ourselves and miss deadlines and stuff like that. So um, so I, I, I guess uh, I, I think everybody would agree the uh, name of the game is um, probably organization and communication when it comes to managing all of these projects. If you're going to be maybe a day late on a, uh, on a phase deadline or something like that with a client – be sure to communicate that that with them. So um, along with that comes different tools that we use, different um, project management theories. Does, does somebody want to kind of kind of dive in and, and talk about how they keep their team rolling and, and keep everything organized when, when running multiple projects?
1: Well, I'd like to hear how oh, Tim I... breaks down his projects. How does he uh, do it? Different phases? Do you have like a set pattern or set routine? Tim's always good at kind of doing the intro explanation. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. So, um, let's see here. You want to know my entire process?
1: (laughs) Well, just like a quick overview of, you know, so you can kind of manage the, the whole flow from the beginning to end.
4: Um, I haven't gathered my thoughts on this topic yet. Sorry. I don't, I
2: don't have, I don't have I'm a right answer. <laughs> all right. All
0: right. We're, we're closing Tim
2: out. i going Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Want me to save you Tim? Want me yes. to jump in there? Yes. Tag, tag team, Gino. Me, me and Jerry, we're, we're joking around. We don't have a lot to, a lot of tools and tips and tricks. Really. It, it comes down to uh, scheduling for us. And uh, when well, we do take on multiple, projects, um, we break them down. So like, we'll have a deadline for one of them say, you know, this current week or maybe two projects and the other ones will be in a phase where they're getting content or they're reviewing. So we stagger where we're, where we're delivering versus on another project they're supposed to be delivering our client. Um, and so one of the things that we've gotten much better at is, um, Outlining the phases of each project so that we have a clear deliverable on a, on a particular week, and uh, one of the things I started doing is uh, in our contract, I set it up so that so they have uh, seven or eight dates for the different phases, and they have uh, and most of those dates are on a Friday, so they have the weekend to get back to us. And I put in the contract if they're not, if they don't provide us the feedback we are expecting for that phase, uh, within 48 hours by the end of the weekend, uh, as of Monday, that phase gets everything gets rolled out another week, and so we push things out, and so we kind of have to set deadlines to get feedback from the client. Um, we haven't been doing that a long time. That's a fairly new process, but that's how we're able to, you know, manage not being late on our end set deadlines, and kind of know what we have going on in a given week.
4: Awesome. Thanks, Gino, for saving me. That give me a second to kind of gather my thoughts. Yeah, Tim. If I'm doing design and development, which most projects I do, very few, I'll do just development, but um, I design directly in Divi, which I, I think everyone here does as well. Um, except for maybe, maybe Jerry, cause you focus on development. Um,
1: yeah, I don't design at all. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, so for me typically kind of, I guess the overall process is, and this is what I tell clients up front is that the first thing we're going to show them is the homepage. You know, that's the most important page that sets kind of the stage Absolutely. for the entire site. That's the general styling. And so start there and then, um, send that to them. And if they approve it, then it's, you know, uh, one or two inside pages, you know, depending on how much we're doing, you know, for designing every page, like fully custom layout. Um, but usually it's not every page is a a full custom layout. Um, and then, yeah. So basically there's kind of just, uh, each process of, of me designing, sending over to it for approval or, um, you know, waiting for, for content. And so as Gino mentioned, kind of staggering, uh, you know, bringing on the the concept of managing multiple at a time, um, you know, as I'm sending out for one client's review, you know, I'm focused on another because I I think Jerry was you that mentioned, you know, really focusing on one, maybe two in a given day. Um, I, I try not to work on more than one client project, like at a time in like a, you know, two or three day stretch. Um, just because it takes me so long to really like get my focus and kind of get my bearings and, you know, what direction I want to go and, you know, kind of mentally what I, I have left to do on the project. So I'll try to like kind of plan out or schedule out multiple days in a row where I'm going to work on one thing. And that actually kind of brings in, you know, the Divi life side of things as well, you know, focusing on the products or, you know, fixing support issues, um, so that way i can kind of like fully immerse myself for several days in a row in the same thing and obviously stuff comes up you know clients email you you know you have to, you have fires to put out and so you end up doing a lot of different things but i typically like to have one like major project that i'm working on you know in a couple days span sometimes for an entire week if it's a really big project that way i can really kind of um yeah immerse myself in it and and yeah i i Personally, I stay a lot more productive that way because I always take a little bit of time to kind of remind myself, oh, yeah, where am I at in this project? Um, and so that, that's what what helps me, um, I guess, have multiple projects running at a time is not trying to juggle everything, you know, all at once on a daily basis but kind of plan things out. Um, so, yeah.
1: Crickets. <laughs>
4: I was
0: waiting for you. I'm,
3: minute.
4: Minute. I'm <laughs>
0: any, can uh, jugg- yeah,
3: Any. Yeah go, yeah, go ahead, Olga. Um. Yeah, so no, um, I mean, I'm probably going to mm-hmm. just repeat uh, what Guys already said because I think we all work in a very similar way. But uh, the same for me, uh, juggling a lot of projects at the same time comes to scheduling. Whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know how to pronounce when scheduling. Mm-hmm. Then getting your priorities mm-hmm. right is right and uh, communication communication with a client like usually when I talk to a client when I take on a project the one question that I ask every client and I hope that they say yes is if you have a deadline I love when client has a deadline and if I ask if they have a deadline and they tell me that oh no we're not in a hurry we don't really uh, my heart sinks like, seriously. Yeah. And then I started thinking in my head, well, you don't have a deadline, but guess what? I'm going to give you one because I need a deadline. <laughs> so, um,
2: nice. um, or what
4: about the uh, as soon as possible yeah. deadline? As soon
2: as
3: possible is not bad. Like, I can either decline or take it on, depends on how much I already have and depends where I am. If I have a few projects going on that clients are either I, like, not in a hurry, or I'm really have making a good progress on a project, so I can fit another as soon as possible in, I will take it on. But uh, this is why when communication kind of comes in, when talking to a client, you can get straight away a feeling whether they're in a hurry, and also how prepared they are with their content and images, like where they, basically how they're prepared with everything to actually get website going. And like I have one project at the moment that uh, it was sort of like as soon as possible. And then turns out that they actually still don't have images for their products. So as soon as possible, kind of like takes on a long time. And while that project is going, I already could finish another two or three projects. So um, it is all projects that uh, I take on, like they're not at the same time. They also staggered some uh in a process of like still taking proposals and discussing what they need. Some already like in a design uh, stage, some in a development. And also, you know, like some projects it bigger and take longer. So while they're going on, I may take, you know, finish another two or three projects at the same time. So it's never. But um same as you guys. Usually um what helps me is I have a to-do list for every day and every task that I haven't done today. So like in the morning, I will uh, write that, okay, today I have to work on this project and I have to get uh, this done, this done, and this done. So if it's just uh, the stops then I will say, you know, I have to uh, get design and email the design mock-up to a client. Or if we already have done designs then whatever I have to do, I'll just write a list and I make sure that um, I've done it in reasonable hours. Like I allocate approximate time, how much I want to tackle it in, say half a day or if it's a, a lot of things, a, a whole day, and if I didn't finish, of course that rolls out to the next day. Like I mean, no one else gonna do it. <laughs> that's how I do. It. Like task list for me, uh, what actually helps me to keep me on track.
0: Yeah, I, I I think you really hit the nail on the head with asking clients what their their deadline is because that's something I didn't do when I first started out in, in web development, which I regret because. Unless you have a clear idea of their um, when they want to launch and their motives of why they want to launch, um, you know, then then you really don't know how to schedule out the project. Maybe they want to launch in three weeks, and you're thinking in your head, okay, you want all this functionality. I'm not going to have time to do this, but in reality, maybe the motives that they want to launch are because they just want like a splash page, up or they just want like you know the homepage and some general information. Okay, and and, and then you can say, okay, I can get that for you. And then you can phase the project out and and meet that first phase deadline, get the informational splash page up and, you know, maybe a couple of other key pages and then start working on the the other functionality. So in reality, half half the time when clients say as soon as possible, they don't need everything as soon as possible. If it's a huge, like, you know, uh, 50 hour project or, or something like that in so, a way the
3: clients who want it as soon as possible are good ones because if they want it as soon as possible it means that they already have a content or they yeah have a motivation to get it to you as soon as possible so you don't have to wait and chase them because i think most of us the thing that like i don't like and i hear lots of other developers don't is chasing a client for to get a contact to actually get the project rolling and not stall it
0: yeah yeah that's that's always a that's always a frustration
3: and uh
0: you know, you you, you kind of almost have to give your clients deadlines when things start. Like, okay, you want to you want to meet this date for launch, then you got to get me your content by by this date. Um, you know, you got to give me pictures and all the copy. You got to have everything approved and revisions to me by this date, which doesn't always work out. But um, yeah. we, we we definitely try our best. Um, so 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 I, I guess um, now we can kind of switch to to tools. Um, uh, I I guess we can talk about actual like project management tools that we use, software. Um, does anybody have a, a favorite way of collaborating with their team, getting assets to other team members?
4: I, I've been using Asana for like a long time, maybe like five years now. And, uh, I love it. I've never had to do the paid plan. So I'm, I've just been using the free plan. Um, and it's been great. It's perfect for, um, project management i I used to use it for um when me and my dad were were, had a project together for collaborating and for a while i never saw the need like for for my own freelance client work i never saw the need to use it because i thought it's just me i don't need to use a project management tool because i'm not collaborating with anyone i'm not you know don't need to like check up on tasks and stuff like that Um, and then i think it was my wife actually that encouraged me to start using it you know, once I had multiple projects at a time going, because that, you know, I basically I was able to help keep myself accountable and, you know, set deadlines for myself, you know, regardless of, of deadlines, you know, arrangements that I have with the client. Um, and it's, that's been a, a huge help, um, you know, because once you get when you have multiple projects going at a time, you can't remember, you know, if they're similar in some ways. Like, for example, I had two e-commerce projects that started at, at the exact same time. And, you know, really boring things like setting up SSL and, um, you know, the payment gateways and stuff. I was, like, forgetting whether or not I had done it for one site because I remember doing it for the other site. And so, um, yeah, using project management tools like Asana, whether you're a one-man team or working on a team, um, is extremely helpful, i found.
3: Uh, I have a question Mm -hmm. like when you use Asana and you talk to your client about using it, like do clients usually say, oh, is that like a new thing? We don't want to learn it or do they just uh, go open minded into Asana?
4: Uh, I actually haven't brought a lot of clients into Asana. Um, I've only maybe one or two that really wanted to be kind of hands on and, and track, but most of the time I use it just for my own kind of internal purposes of, of kind of managing the project and, um, you know, I, you know, setting my own internal tasks and deadlines and, and so forth. Um, so yeah, I don't have a lot of experience bringing clients onto it. Um, it's mainly just been for me and then, yeah, other members of my team that have been helping me.
0: Yeah, I, I have brought clients into uh, Trello before, and uh, I, I haven't actually brought them into Asana, which we've actually um, started using uh, recently. Uh, we started trying to use Asana uh, about two years ago, and we couldn't get our team on board <laughs> for whatever reason. We had, you know, we had a team of you know maybe like two or three people, and we couldn't we couldn't get the uh, we couldn't get the developers on board to actually use Asana, and they were more familiar with uh, with Trello, so. We switched to Trello. We started doing all of our project management um, uh, plugin and child theme bug tracking, feature tracking, things like that within Trello, and um, and also in conjunction with with Slack. So um, we do you know most of our primary communication within Slack, and then we have it set up to where um, we have it set up for Trello. Like you know, you say you know you create a new board or something like that, it'll actually put a notification into that Slack channel, so the team can really just stay in Slack all day and say, oh, okay, now i got to bounce over to, to Trello. Um, recently, uh, for, for several reasons, and I, I think just because, um, you know, the, the boards and, and lists and cards and everything kind of became uh, a little bit too restrictive for us, uh, we have switched over to Asana. And uh, it, it's really changed in the past couple of years, the, uh, the user interface and the functionality of it. So it's, it's become a lot more user-friendly, but I, I, I guess to your original note, Tim, um, we've had like a. It's not always easy to bring clients into Asana or into Trello, but we have found it easy to bring them into Slack because it's primarily just like a chat channel, and they can upload screenshots and make comments on, on different things. Um, so, so I think if you're using Slack in conjunction with Asana or Trello, that's probably the better place to bring your client into.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I've kind of found this is, I meant to say this in the last topic, uh, um, but I don't know if you guys can relate, but I feel like there, there tends to be like, I mean, there's multiple types, but I've really experienced two main types of clients. One is usually what, who I, I have as clients. And, and those are more kind of what I just in my head refer to as like beginner clients in terms of you know, they're a small business owner. They don't know really much about websites. They don't know what the process is. They're really kind of looking to me to kind of own the entire process and build the website and, and so forth. And then on the other hand, there's more like, I guess you could call them professional clients. You know, that's, those are typically a little bit bigger company where, you know, you're working with like a marketing manager or, or something like that. And they, they're kind of, they're managing every step of, you know, the website project opposed to really just looking for that end result, like maybe a beginner client might do. Um, and so I feel like uh, in those cases, I tend to be plugged into their existing tools. So whether they're using like Basecamp or whatever. So that's kind of been my experience when I'm working with those clients that are a little more, I guess, hands-on, um, You know, they're used to kind of managing these types of marketing projects, then they usually bring me into their project management um, and so, yeah, I found when I'm working with um, beginner clients, sounds kind of condescending. I don't, I don't mean it that way at all, but but you know, the typical <laughs> client that that you know they're hiring for my expertise on building a website. You know, they know that they're you know they do run their business. That's their focus, and so they look to me for the website stuff. And so, um, I don't know. My opinion is typically to not bring them into the project management tool because then you spend a lot of time kind of train them on how it works and that was my experience the one or two times that i did do that at their request and so yeah it just i feel like it opens up a, a huge can of worms and rather than being able to kind of control what what you show them and when um it almost gives them you know i don't know i mean some people thrive on transparency and you know having the client being able to see you know to help keep them accountable but that's that's my opinion
0: All right. And uh, what what, what about uh, the team at Monterey Premier? Do you guys have any uh, favorite software you guys use to collaborate and communicate?
1: Yeah, we use Excel, um, and uh, that's our primary tool. (laughs) I'm kind of joking, but kind of serious. (laughs) Uh, So I'm interested in Asana, and I I use it kind of personally to manage tasks and and such just for myself. Um, But we really use the estimate that we first come up with that we put into the contract as kind of the the overall, you know, driving thing of the the design and development of a site. So uh, that kind of sets the stage for you know what's going to be done and when. And so we we'll, we often just go back to that spreadsheet, you know, and where we put the, together the estimate to to build that. And um, and that kind of is you know the, the the schedule for us and you know how we manage whether or not we're meeting the deadlines that we committed to and stuff. Um, I'm curious about Asana. Uh, so Tim and, and Corey, for those of you guys who use it. Um, so do you have like a set template um, of tasks, you know, for a design project that you just kind of like, boom, plop in, and it's up and running or for each project, do you have to like start from scratch and say, you know, homepage, you know, is this, and here's what's needed for the homepage. And, you know, and so do you kind of have to like repeat that process over and over, or is there something kind of that automates that a little bit better?
4: I'm sure, I'm sure there is a way to automate it with a template. I, I don't, I kind of do it manually, uh, because I don't put every single little thing in there that, that I normally do. I kind of look at it more like high level tasks. Um, I'm sure like for working on a team though, like when you have like a well-documented process, you know, a, a template would be really good that way everyone's on the same page and, and so forth. But since I use Asana mainly internally, um, yeah, I, I just kind of, you know, look at the high-level tasks I have to do, and every project's a little bit different, and so I just use it to keep myself on track.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we try to use templates, and uh, each project is, is definitely different, and you're going to, you know, um, revise that based on the project, but you're going to have your, your basic things um, set, which for us are, you know, set up the development domain, a subdomain in our server, install necessary plugins. Um, you know, and, and walk through those um, those first steps. The things in between might, you know, are, are probably going to change quite a bit. But then, ultimately, at the end, everything's going to be kind of the same. Our, our launch process: we have our different steps that we go through. We make sure that um, you know unnecessary media items, unnecessary posts, and pages are deleted. We, uh, you know, we uh, optimize the database, um, and you know, you um, untick the uh, you know hide the site from search engines type thing. So, so we have all that, all that stuff as a, as a checklist at, at the end of our, at the end of our sauna or used to be Trello board that we, that we run through and we adhere to, and you got to go through and, and take those off. So that, that really kind of helps, um, you know, and, and, uh, if you miss something at that point, then <laughs> you really don't have a lot of excuses other than you weren't looking at the, uh, you know, you, you, other than we we're, weren't looking at the project. So, yeah.
2: For me, when uh, when I first started out, when I was a one-man show, um, I really liked Basecamp. Um, it was I, I love how you can set up task lists, you can store all the client information, you can. Uh, some clients caught on, and I was able to onboard into the system. Um, some just uh, like you guys said, just aren't into it. Um, but uh, yeah, so for the first few years when it was me, that helped me. Keep you know the the contractors I was working with all in one place, and and the different folks I was working with. Um, as as Jerry came on board, we found that we have different different ways of managing, and Jerry pretty much started taking on most of the project management. So uh, for me, as somebody who's really just looking to get an overview of what's going on every week because things change. I'm not necessarily in the nitty gritty of all the details every day anymore with all the stuff that's coming in. So, for me, one of my favorite tools is I go back to uh, having a task list, like Olga said, where I have, uh, I use Google Tasks, just really simple. You know, you set up a list for each client, you have the things that you're going to do. And so, when we go over our our daily phone call, we, we go over, I have I go over everything that's on the list. Okay, where we are with this, where we are with that, where we are with this, what do I need to be doing, where do I need to jump on? Um, and then as we make that call, I just move things out to the next day. So if Jerry tells me, okay, we're gonna be handling this on Wednesday and this on Thursday, so I move it out to Thursday so I could follow up to see where we're at on that. That way, I have a general overview of where we are at with everything without having to uh, put a burden on Jerry to constantly be updating a, a system with these dates because everything's fluid and changes. and you know we may get uh, several things come in, in one day. So you know now, now Jerry was going to work on the plugin, but now he's got you know three clients that have uh, an hour or two worth of work for him, and so everything changes. we push things out. Um, so good old fashioned phone calls uh, just to kind of go over thing as go over everything as a team uh, is really helpful. It saves things from getting lost in slack um, which we use we use all day long uh, but mostly just me and him uh, a lot of our other team members never jokes put on... and gifts and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah pretty much just, <laughs> just uh, harass each other um <laughs> but yeah and so we we, we uh, we've gotten into this routine of just you know calling uh, getting on the call every day and, and you know he has his system i have mine um and we do have the dates that we've set up with the original contract and that seems to work pretty well with me. He's uh, he's got me moving into Google more and more, and so I'm trying to get familiar with some of their other apps. And uh, uh, we got a shared calendar now, which we're we're trying to utilize and take where I'm trying to utilize more. So he knows, you know, what I got going on and stuff. But yeah, still pretty simple. We keep things pretty simple. Yeah,
4: I kind of use Asana, kind of how you were saying, Gino, you use like the Google tasks guy, kind of do it high level, more just like, you know, bullet points of, of, you know, just to remind myself. And, uh, you know, if I'm on a client call, you know, I I use the space there to uh, take notes and and whatnot. Um, But what what I like about using Asana for that is um, I can divide it by project by project. So for me, if I have like, um, you know, several different projects running at once, I can essentially turn the page, you know, flip the project in Asana. And that way it's while I'm, you know, focused on this project, I, I'm not even thinking about this product, it's, you know, that page is essentially closed in Asana, Um, and that helps me, I I have ADD, I get get distracted, and so, you know, like I was saying before, I have to, you know, take a few days to work on one thing at a time, um, you know, because that's what helps me be productive and and stay on task, I don't get as much done trying to juggle a bunch (laughs) of different things, and so Asana basically helps me, you know, with that, you know, have focused mindset of, you know, one thing at a time um, you know, being able to, to switch between projects and, and so forth.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think people with, uh, ADD, whether it be, mm-hmm. uh, clinically, uh, you know, um,
4: mine's not clinically, it's
0: diagnosed or self diagnosed. Yeah. Um, uh, they make great project managers because they can jump back and forth between tests and see really easily the big picture and they hate, you know, sitting and focusing on one, uh, detail for too long. Um, uh, so on our team, that the person is, uh, is David Blackman. Uh, he's What? Really? always yeah.
4: It,
0: <laughs> yeah you he's awesome at like, jumping back and forth in between things, and like this needs done, this needs done. I'm, I'm more of like the, I need to focus on this one task. I need to finish it, and I want to cross it off my list, or I, I don't feel like fulfilled for the day, and I, I can't. oh if I move on to something else, in the back of my mind, I'll be thinking, I, I want to finish that task. Um, and, and I think you know I mean it might come from from handling some more of the um, technical type tasks because sometimes when you step away from a technical task if you're like halfway through and maybe you're not going to come back to it for a couple of days you lose you, you lose your like rhythm and, and some yeah. of your thought of, of where you're at instead of just like plugging along in that on that one thing so if you do have a team with multiple people find that person yeah. with the with a mentality the personality that can like really jump around and do that. And for us, that's, that's definitely David.
2: Yeah. You nailed it because like when, when I get knee deep on the technical side of a particular project, um, I don't come out of my cave for like four days, you know, and, and all emails shut down, all communication shuts down, all client work shuts down. And I just focus on this one project I, I, because of that. So like when I do child themes, um, I can't, you know, do a child theme over like a four week period. I need to disappear for a week and put it in as many hours as possible, um, but yeah, I, I think when you when you're kind of focused on the technical side of things, you do have to be uninterrupted. Um, but yeah, uh, I think you nailed it though. So being able to have a team where, uh, so like one of the reasons why I love the Google Task is I, I know you guys probably can't see this, um, but they have a great system, uh, an app where it color coordinates all the tasks my list, and so I can look at one list for one client, look at all the tasks, or I can look at um, all the different things I got going on in in one view, Um, and it's all color-coordinated, and so I can just kind of get a mix, okay, these are all the things that need to be done today. What's Jerry working on? What's Dana working on? What's Alicia working on? What am I working on? and and who's waiting for what and and what's my wife waiting on you know so you know um, that's one of the reasons why I love this tool is wherever I'm at on the road or wherever I'm able to just kind of look okay what's going on tomorrow Um, what's going on this week where are we at this week with what Um, yeah because I have to be jumping around my job is to jump around all day long on different tasks and projects um, going from the blog, going from Facebook, doing the marketing, putting these things out over here, putting out fires. Well, well Jerry does all the the, the fun stuff.
3: <laughs> I think if you have a team, then it's very good to work in a team because team members can keep each other accountable. However, if you are a one-man show like me or like teammates, then having a task and having, like you already said, that nice feeling once you can tick all the things in your task list is actually what my, keeps uh, us when uh, people show accountable as well. For my task list, mm-hmm. I use a little app or it's a Google app, Google Chrome thing that installed on my desktop called Todoist. And it's great. Like, I can't um, share my screen, so I can't show it like Gina did. But um, it's awesome because I can add uh, as I sit on a computer, if I get email and someone asks me to do it, I'll just open my task list and I can see where I can put it in. And like, say, yesterday I called uh, my client and they said that she's not going to be in the office until Thursday. So I quickly, quickly opened my task list and I put, you know, call client on Thursday. And then on Thursday, when I will turn on my computer, I will see all the things that I will have to do on Thursday, including calling my client. So um, it's brilliant. And the same, you can uh, coordinate which tasks are more important, priority, and which are not. So I have a general task that have to be done someday, like, say, order a T-shirt with my logo on. So whenever I have time for my projects and such, I might then go in and order the T-shirt. So it's in a task list, but it just kind of goes from one day to the next. Day to next day for probably last couple of weeks now, but yeah, there is tasks that more important, and then I try to stick to more important and tick them off first. And then to do list is just brilliant app.
0: Yeah, I, I, I use an app um, on top of other things, uh, Google Calendar for like meetings and phone calls, just because I, I can set like multiple notifications, which some, sometimes I need. I'll send a notification for like first thing in the morning even if the meeting's at one o'clock just so I can start getting my brain ready. And then I'll send like two more throughout the day. So I'll use Google calendar for that. Um, Asana for, for multiple projects is awesome because you can assign due dates. If you don't hit that due date in time, it's going to keep pinging you and, and bugging you about it. And then I, I also use this app um, called clear and it's for, um, it's for, you know, the Mac or for iPhones. And it's kind of this like real simple, running list of just like things to do. And I use it for like both personal and business things and uh you can set it, it it's real simple. You can have the primary task, notes, and then a due date. And uh I, I like it. It's cool. It's got like cool sound effects and it's fun to add new items and delete items and, and stuff <laughs> like that. So I, I try to have like I try to have like multiple levels of things like bugging me. I mean besides like hiring <laughs> somebody to like flip me in the head when i when I'm behind what on something. It's called clear. Um, so I, I think I think to search it like in the app store, you have to put in like clear, like task management or something, but, but the app's called clear. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I'll even put stuff in there like, you know, like go get diapers, like, like things like that that I forget and I don't want to get in trouble with the wife, but it's, it's kind of cool for that. Like business, uh, personal life mix to have everything all, all in one place. All right. Um, So I I, I guess at this point, uh, before we go into final thoughts and final advice, does anybody have any questions they would like to ask of the panel or anything they'd like to add to the discussion?
4: I have a couple additional tools um, that I think are helpful when managing multiple projects. Um, And I'm sure everyone here has had at least some level of, of experience with them. But the first one is Dropbox. And I actually, I use Dropbox for everything. So I store the entire contents of my computer in my Dropbox folder. And so the way it works when you have it synced with your Mac is it's stored locally in your Dropbox folder. So you're still saving it to your hard disk, but when it's in your Dropbox folder, it syncs to Dropbox. And so what that means is if my computer crashes or gets stolen, I still have all my files saved in the cloud. And then also additionally, I can access them from my phone, from another computer, you know, wherever. And then also it makes it really easy for, for sharing files, you know, with other team members or, you know, other clients, collaborators, whatever. Um, and so I, I love Dropbox for that. Uh, it's fantastic. I I think I pay 10 bucks a month and it's, it's worth every penny. Um, and then, Additionally, uh, Google Suite. So uh, Google Suite's really convenient for obtaining content from clients. Uh, so being able to, to get all their photos and, um, yeah, all the, the text content and, and whatever, um, Google Drive is, is perfect for that. Um, and so I kind of use, use both Dropbox and Google Drive for that. Typically, um, usually the client has used or is familiar with one or the other if not both and so usually i just kind of default to whatever one they're more comfortable with just to so i don't overcomplicate the process of of getting content from them Um, but i think yeah those are are two tools that i think are are really important when you're managing multiple projects
1: yeah and i'll definitely second that i use the same both dropbox and google drive in a similar way so everything on my PC is, you know, backed up to Dropbox. So it's on my drive. It's in Dropbox. I have two other computers that have Dropbox. So it's on two other computers on physically on their hard drives and then in the cloud. And uh, I came to that conclusion uh, a couple of years back. I don't want anything ever anywhere that is not everywhere (laughs) that I have to be able to have. I just I lost too many photos, lost too many things. And uh, so I always make sure to have multiple backups and then everything backs up. To carbonite. So I have, you know, like five or six different locations. Yeah. It has peace of mind <laughs> quite a few times, because when you're managing multiple projects and uh, you accidentally overwrite one style sheet with another style sheet, um, you have something to go back to and uh, grab the archive of, of the original. So it, it really helps a lot.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a, that kind of like um, spawned a thought in my head. When you are working on multiple projects and maybe sometimes it might be within minutes of each other, um, always, I, I, try to always close out the tabs of projects that i am finished with because when you're in your zone and you have three different things going on, like you might accidentally like go in and like, Oh, I got to, uh, delete this, you know, delete this part of this website, do something. I, I, I try to keep everything either, either like in, um, you know, like, like separate tabs or different windows. So I'm not like accidentally going into the, to the wrong site. Yeah. Uh, when
4: I, <laughs> when I'm, when I'm working on something, um, that, that's funny that you said that, because one of my developers made that mistake. He messaged me saying, like, oh, shoot, do you have, like, automatic server backups on for this installation? Because I accidentally uh, – he took the style sheet from one site and saved it to another site. And so it just threw everything off because it was for two <laughs> different sites completely. <laughs> and luckily – I use WP Engine. Little plug for them. So all that, yeah, the automated uh, nightly backups um, happen. So yeah, I was able to roll back. But yeah, that's a great point, Corey.
2: That, that reminds me of a funny story. One time, I was working on a project with a client um, for a client, and uh, we kept. Little did we realize we were both in the same style sheet. And so we kept saving changes for like an hour, trying to figure out why things kept going back. For me, it's like I just fixed that, and he would be like, "I just fixed that." And then we finally touched base, and it's like, "Oh, I've been working in it." Oh, so I. that's funny. Yeah. I always find out, make sure you know what else is working
0: at it. What yeah, the learn? style sheet needs like a lock for editing, like pages. Yeah, supplies, so. yeah.
4: <laughs> I, I've done that to myself in two different tab. Basically, what you just said, Corey, but it was it wasn't. Um, the style sheet, I think it was just the page builder. And I, I saved something like, this looks great, perfect. And then I went back and made a different change in a different tab that wasn't yeah. caught up to the other one. And so I saved the new thing and it overwrote that didn't have the, the first change I did. And yeah, it can make things it's, very confusing.
2: That, that's a good tip right there. I learned that same thing too. So I was doing some CSS in the customizer, but I had Divi theme options open. And so I made some changes in the customizer, added the new CSS went back to Divi theme options to change something, um, hit save, but Divi theme options had no CSS in it. And so it deleted everything I put in the <laughs> Customizer. I did that when I was making the, the last child theme I was working on, Winterfell. So that's um, another one. Don't leave one of those open if you're using that for your CSS as well. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, and all of that reminds me of another tool. Uh, For those who are on a Mac, there's an app called FlyCut, and there's several different versions of it. Uh, But FlyCut basically manages a whole long history of everything that you've copied into the clipboard. And so this app allows me to have, I have the last 40 things that I copied. Um, And so when when I'm making changes now, I copy the entire spreadsheet, or not spreadsheet, but the style sheet. Um, and so that way I just have a record. So even if it's, you know, 20 minutes later, I can go back and paste that back into a new document and, uh, start over from whatever I messed up along the way, but that's,
4: uh, that's awesome. And I've been thinking about something like that, thinking why, why don't they have that built into the OS now? Like copy and paste has been around for ages. Like that should be part of, you know, both, you know, uh, Apple OS as well as, uh, windows like that, that should be something that's like standard, but yeah, I'm going to download that.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: All right. Some, some great advice going on here. Great tools. Um, now that we're, we're coming up on an hour of the show. Um, I, I say we kind of move into parting thoughts, final pieces of advice for uh, people managing multiple projects and WordPress and Divi. Um, does, uh, Gino, let's start with you on
2: that. (laughs) Okay um you know find what's comfortable for you there's a lot of different uh tools out there asana uh, i i tried we tried insightly uh, it's more of a, a crm but they had like a pro- project management system um and that was pretty decent but not quite what we we're looking for uh, there's Basecamp, um, using just google's documents and their suite of tools um you know these are all different options you find what works for you uh, for me, for where I'm at, for example, you know the the tasks in the Google Calendar and the app. It's called Go Task. If you're looking for that app, it's a premium app. Go Task. It's it's way better than just using Google Task. It, it adds a lot of new features to it. You can drag and drop, move things around, date and that kind of stuff. Uh, it has features that Google Task doesn't have. That's a wonderful tool. Um, but find what's comfortable for you and. It doesn't have to be super technical and and super crazy. If you're a one-man show, um, then, you know, find what's comfortable for you and and go with it. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. All right. Jerry? He's he's
0: like, ditto ditto what Gino said.
1: (laughs) No, no, I have way different stuff, smarter and better than what Gino says. (laughs) <laughs> Don't hire me. Um, you know, I I think I think of myself, you know, as kind of the newbie uh, amongst this group, especially you know, like I've been doing this for just a fraction of the time that you guys have, and so over the past year or so, um, it's really been an education as far as the whole process, you know, from beginning to end. Before this, the websites I've done were just my own projects for myself and on my timeline and everything that I wanted, and so. Part of the thing that I was going to mention is um, you, you kind of have to learn how to to see the different phases of a of project, because one of the things that originally was hard for me was cultivating leads while you're in full development on you know three or four projects, and it's really hard to think I can't handle you know anything else, and so you kind of ignore those leads, but you, you know, there's a maintenance that ha- you have to continue that because those aren't going to start. until these ones are done and if you don't do that then you know then there's the gaps in between projects and none of us like that so unless you want to you know develop a Jedi plugin or something then uh, then it works out pretty well but but that that process of you know kind of managing the flow of you know from the very beginning cultivating the leads to you know then working through the details and getting the contract then starting the development and getting all the content and all of that so so you know really get familiar with that whole process um, so that you can kind of continue that flow because if you just focus and get stuck in one, uh, it really throws everything off for all the other projects and uh, can can mess you up. A uh, couple tools to go along with that. Um, so Google Inbox, uh, it's, it's Google's alternative to Gmail. Um, they, they have a lot of competing projects with themselves. But I love Google Inbox uh, for an Inbox Zero type of approach to email. And one of my favorite things, and there's other apps that use this as well, but the snooze uh, option. And so, you know, for example, cultivating leads, usually we get inquiries, I'll send a response, and then I'll snooze it to come back either in a couple days or a week, depending on the circumstance, so that I'm automatically reminded to follow up with that lead. Um, And then same thing when we're waiting for content from a client. Um, I, I use that snooze just continually so that I'm pinged whenever it's time uh, it's kind of like a, a to-do list, you know, but instead of doing that, I just I snooze it for a certain amount of time and it comes back when I need to look at it again. Um, and then one other tool we didn't mention, and uh, I only mention it because I, I think it's important, and that is LastPass uh, or some other password manager. Um, when you're dealing with multiple projects and uh, that kind of thing, you want to you keep good security, um, and that can be difficult. Um, and so, a password manager really will help you uh, to be able to have the the right kind of passwords that you need for the various projects and different sites and keep secure, um, but not have to you know write that down somewhere or have a long list or use the same password over and over and over and over again on every website. So this uh, that's is my uh, that's funny. I, I literally just
0: jotted down a note to mention LastPass right before you. Nice. Right before you said it. So we're on the same Jedi wavelength here. Uh, <laughs> Olga, Olga, parting thoughts here.
3: Um, well, i will just going to come back to sort of where I started, like, um, for me, I think to manage any project would be um same, schedule and get your priorities, uh, prioritize uh, the project. So if one project has to be finished tomorrow and one can be finished next week, you know, don't work on a project that has to be finished next week, uh, kind of logical. Um, and communication is also uh, why it's so important. Is if you are running late on a project and something else happened and you actually can't meet a deadline that you and client set, just give client a call, talk to them. The chances are they will be fine with it, and you can always you know negotiate. And um, yeah, there is nothing like kind of sit uh, on a computer uh, worrying sick that uh, you can't meet it. And the chances are you're gonna make a call and it's all going to be just fine. A few tools that. Um, I'm going to mention is um, that helps tremendously uh, with getting any project doesn't matter how much you manage. Uh, I mean, how many you manage is having a templates like a proposal templates or a contact template or a template even for emails. Like say, if you send uh, maintenance emails every month, there is no reason to write a new fresh email to every client all the time. So having all those templates that you can be reused is uh, very helpful. And, um, Yeah, just organized organizing all your processes. But I think uh, when it comes to web design, yeah, all the processes we have is similar. You know, you start with a blank uh, DV, WordPress DV template, and then, you know, you work on depends on what clients needs. And in regards to actually managing exactly DV projects and not just any other web design project is uh, making it simpler. The DV uh, layouts help a lot. And there is no reason why you can't reduce layouts and speed up your project or work on your project. And uh, Jerry's new plugin, that that is a great plugin actually to speed up a making a DB website as well and jumping from one project to another, because you can just literally um, get everything in one file and move it and just start on the next project so much faster. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Just uh, get your projects right, communicate, and... um, Make a task list and stick to it.
0: That's that's great advice. I I, I like the uh, the templates for emails and project templates. That's something I've preached and done before, and then I stopped doing it. And it, it, especially the, the email communications, uh, sales funnel type type emails. Uh, save those. Have a Word document or something up of them to you know to, to kind of hang on to and and uh, save you some time. All right, Mister
4: uh, Mister Strifler. Awesome. So normally I don't like going last because I'm afraid that someone's going to say my parting thought. Uh, before, I, I'm actually I... I'm
0: actually going to be last.
4: So. That's true. That's true. You are last. Um, but this time was actually helpful because each one of you guys reminded me of something, so I was like taking notes of, of things to say for my final thoughts. Um, that yeah. So uh, a couple things. Um, I think it's really helpful to develop really good time management and productivity habits, um, and I, I feel like we after this we need to do a whole episode on productivity tips, uh, and because I think that would yeah be able to just focus on that would be huge. Um, so whether that's turning off like notifications, turning off your email, closing your email, closing Facebook, Slack, whatever, so that you can really focus. I think that's huge. Um, it has been for me when I have a you know something that I need to get done. Um, another productivity tip that I think is helpful is. Um, if you have like a huge long task list for a, a specific project, um, obviously certain things have to happen in a certain order, but um, if they don't have to happen in a certain order, do the easy stuff first. Um, sometimes I, I feel like I need to get, you know, the, the longest part of it done first, but there's a lot of research on um, the effectiveness of doing the, the shorter task first, like the psychological, like feeling of accomplishment that you get, Doing the easy stuff gives you, you know, that boost of energy and motivation to tackle the hard stuff after that. Um, and then another thing uh, is scheduling out blocks of time to work on a specific project. So if you're managing multiple projects at a time, time management is is huge. Um, and so for me, I mentioned I, I like to do, you know, several days in a row. And Gino mentioned he likes to do the same thing. Uh, is you know kind of just immerse yourself in that project. Obviously, everyone's going to be a little bit different depending on you know your workflow and you know how you work and and so forth. Some some people will get bored of a project after a couple hours and need to move on to something different. Um, but yeah, regardless of really the length of time, I think scheduling out time based on you know the project timelines and the deadlines and so forth can be really helpful. And then the last thing um, that Olga reminded me is is have a good contract with timelines. Um, in in the contract, so you know, in conditions, so you know, spell out what happens if the client takes a really long time to provide content, um, or if they take a really long time to pay the deposit on time. Because I've had it in my my contract, you know, a a, a estimated you know delivery date or you know an estimated number of weeks that the project would take, and then the client took you know two months to paid me the deposit before I could start on it. And by that time, my whole project load had changed. And so I had way more on my plate. And so um, when he paid me and I started on it, a couple of weeks went by and he was wondering why I didn't have a completed project form. And I told him, you know, things have changed since, you know, we originally had that, that contract in place. You know, I had a lot more time during that period of time when we put together this contract. So um, that, that's something I think is really helpful. And then I'll, also, too, on the other side with content, if they take forever on content, you know, you need to spell out in your, your contract what what happens, you know, how that adjusts the timeline and and so forth so that they don't try to uh, basically hold you to a date that you're not able to make because of the fact that they, you know, were dragging their feet, giving you content. So
2: good stuff, man. Yes, you know, that got, you. That, that got me thinking that, you know, we, we typically give, you know. Okay, if we start on this date, then this is this date, you'll have this, this date, you'll have that. I'm almost thinking we should change that to uh, one week from this date. Instead of the date, like within a one-week period from receipt of the deposit, you'll have this. Within a two-week period of that, you'll have this. And within a one-week period, you'll have that rather than actual dates. um, I'm going to go back and change my whole system. Thanks, Tim. Yeah,
4: you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth uh, revisiting the uh, you know the contracts
0: and what the clients are obligated to because they're equally as important as to what you're obligated to because they coincide and go hand in hand. Um, let me see. Final thoughts. Um, I, I wrote down one tool I, I forgot to mention um, for Gmail. I, I use a tool called Boomerang, and it's free up to a certain amount of uh, scheduled messages. So basically, it's a uh, email scheduling software. And a lot of times I'll be working at night. It'll be six, seven at night. I know my client works late and, but I want to send him an email. And I know if I wait till the morning, I'm going to forget to send it to him first thing. So I I will compose the email and schedule it out for like seven in the morning. And then, you know, I'll be doing it 12 hours beforehand. That way I know it goes out in the morning. The client's not writing me back with all these crazy demands, calling me on the phone at seven at night when I'm moving on to another project. So so that kind of helps, uh, you know, schedule out emails or maybe a thought pops in your head, but, you know, the, the client's on vacation until, until like Thursday or something. And you want to send them an email at noon on Thursday and it's in your head now, you, you can schedule it out. So Bo- Boomerang's an awesome uh, tool for that. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I, I think some, some personal advice, and I've learned a, a couple of hard lessons um, on this, um, and it's, you know, it, it affected me, it affected my, my family due to stress. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Um, I, I know when you, have, when you have a family and you're paying the bills, it, it feels like natural to take on every single project, and I'll drink Red Bulls, and I'll, you know, uh, develop 80 hours a week, um, but it, it, it's, it's going to catch up to you. Ultimately, it is. Um, so I, I guess going along with that, if, if you're like at the point where you have to take on 10 projects a month, it's probably time to raise your prices. So if you think of it, I'm taking on 10 projects a month. I increase, I increase my pricing by 10%. I'm cutting a project down. I increase my pricing by 20%. I'm cutting two projects down. So really, really look at it from that standpoint. If you're so busy, you've got all these people contacting you, you're doing 10 websites a month, you're probably valuable and skilled enough to, to raise your prices uh, to where you, you can hopefully cut that down because that's a lot of projects a month, 10. I, I know we were all around max like five to six and that's probably with, with a little bit of help. <laughs> so don't don't overexert yourself. Don't get burned out. It, it'll, it'll happen in the long run. Believe me. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think that concludes our Dibby chat episode for, for this week on managing multiple Divi web, web Design Projects, you can find us, uh, of course, uh, on YouTube. Uh, iTunes, you can search for Divi Chat. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash um, Divi Chat Podcast. And, of course, our website, divi.chat. So be sure to tune in next week, uh, same day, same time. And we are going to be talking about accounting tips for your Divi business. So I, I know it, it might immediately sound kind of boring, but I think it's something that that anybody who's a, a entrepreneur solopreneur freelancer need, needs to hear about. So it should be a good episode. So until next week, thank you guys for, for coming on and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to everybody soon. Cheers. See ya. Have a See day everybody.
1: Bye.